Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. Based on that, we've actually received an email from a listener. She says, hi, Serena, can you help me with something? I would love your perspective. And the listeners too, of course. My son is 28 and has moved back in with me and my partner as he's saving for a mortgage. He's single and it's going to take him a long time to get sorted. I feel for him, I really do. But I have to say, I don't know how I feel about him being back in the house. I'm 65 and doing well financially. I was enjoying my retirement after a long and difficult career in nursing. Now I feel I've gone backwards. He leaves his clothes to be washed. I'm cooking for a family again. The sitting room is often full with his friends. I know I sound like an old biddy, but I'm not happy. He isn't contributing financially because, to be honest, that would just prolong the situation. But I'm starting to think that it isn't good for us. It's like he's a teenager again. But what can I do? There's a cost of living crisis and I don't want him leaving for Australia like so many of my friends' children. This mess isn't just robbing our children of starting their lives, but it is taking away from my generation's retirement. I did all the right things and always put my kids first. It's my time now. I don't know if I can do this for another year. What should I do? Is it selfish to ask my son to leave the house or ask him to pay us some rent? Please help this listener. What do you think? Are you in this situation? What are you doing? 87 188 is where you can get us. Colin is on line one. Colin, how do you feel about it? Um, so so here's the here's the thing. Um, so I, I saw recently on Instagram, there was a Focus Ireland have just put up, well, I saw today, they put up the Sleep Out in October. It's a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And I, I signed up to it myself now today to help raise fundraising for, for the homeless of Ireland. That's yeah. the awareness, awareness. And I've signed up for that. And hopefully I'll get some donations from friends and family. And that'll go, that'll go towards the, the awareness of Ireland. Yeah. So, and you're the homeless. So why do you think it's selfish, though, for this mum to hope that the son moves? That, like, the, she's raised her son. Her son's 28. She wants here, to start her own life. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I'm, I'm like you know, I'm like that son now because I'm currently live. I'm back living in the family home as well. So had you moved out to rent? Had had you moved out of the home? I had. And what's brought you? Times, and what's brought times, you back? Uh, a relationship ended. Put it that way. Yeah. And I, I had to, you know, I ended up back in the family home. And now, now I'm, and I, I'm on the. I'm on the online housing list for the last seven or eight years, and there's nothing going on because I, because I don't, I, I, I don't have a kid, yeah, and I'm, I'm a single male, and that's, and as where the topic is, there's a housing crisis in Ireland. Do you mind me asking how old you are, Colin? Of course, yeah, I'm 36. How does that make you feel to be? Because I'm sure you don't want to be living at and, home and with another, your parents. It's, it's, obviously, obviously, it's very. You know, it's obviously very, you know, stressful and, you know, it's very, um, it's very hard on anyone. It doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone at my age or younger or older. Yeah. It could be older than me, you know. But the thing is, like, you know, it's if you're if you're living at home with a family or parents or it could be one sibling left in the house or you could be an only child or there could be two of you or whatever. And the thing is, like, you know, it, it could be very... It could give you a men- you know, mental health issues. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you're you're too old to be living at home 
with the parents, kind of, and that's that's what's happened to me, kind of, as well. Like you know, well, come I, on. I, I'm dealing with a lot of you know mental health problems because I'm stuck at home too much and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, you well, know, it's tough. Like, I completely understand that. I mean, you know, when I go home to visit my mum and dad in Australia for a couple of weeks, I go and yeah. stay with them. Um, and it, it's just, it's a weird situation because, as you said, you're in your 30s, yeah? And yep. you go back home and it's almost like you go back into being a teenager again. You fall back into those roles. And that's yep. really hard because your parents, you're their child. You're, you're their son, but you're no longer their yep. child. And sometimes is it hard to get them to see you as an adult? It's very hard, you know, for, for not just me, but for anyone who's in that kind of role or that, that life, that life kind of, because, because like, you know, as you were saying, they, they will always see you as, as a kid or whatever, as, you know, as a child or a, a teenager, as their son or their daughter. Yeah. And like, you know, but what, what you need really is your own house or your own place for your own development, your own, you know, personal development and your own bit of mind and your own space. That's what you need. And that's that's the problem with what's going on at the moment is that there's not enough houses. Do you get me? Yeah, completely. Um, Colin, just hold the line there for a sec. So I've got Dave on the line, um, sure. on the other line. And Dave, you say it's not selfish for the mum to say she actually wants the son gone. Um, no, not not really at all at all. I mean, like he's 28 years old. Do you know, like, I mean... You kind of you should have flown the nest by now, but like at the same time, like man Colin was saying there, like there really aren't places for people to rent out on their own. I mean, you want to be moving in with some friends, or you want to have a really decent job, because I mean, where I live currently at the moment, there's nowhere to rent. So if somebody was to say, right, you're out of the house, you're basically going from the house straight into emergency accommodation. So that's the problem. I mean, when yeah. I first moved out of home, we could have moved into a place on the Monday, uh, moved out on the Friday. Moved into another place to follow on Monday. I mean, the rents like the rents were so cheap. I mean, my first rent was like a hundred euros a week. No way! How long ago was that? I don't mean to be rude, but no way. Well, about thirteen years ago. Only you know, that recently. Ireland. Yeah, it's rural Ireland, so well, it's, what's the name In around fourteen years ago, yeah, and it was it was a brand it was a brand new house in a brand new housing estate, new timber uh, timber framed house. The housing estate was probably maybe two years old. And how many you know, of you because, were in there? Uh, just myself and Mrs. Wow. No, we had a big tree, big tree bed house, big sitting room, nice kitchen, big back garden. Um, even the box room wasn't necessarily a box room, you know, but it was just because there was such an abundance of housing around at the time. You know, everybody was like scrambling to get someone into their gap. So someone's like, you know, one person was like, yeah, oh, the rent's 130 euros a week. And someone else was like, well, our rent's only 100 euros a week. I mean, a friend of mine was living in the house for good four years and his rent was 80 euros a week for a three bed semi. Wow. Mm. I know. It sounds, it sounds like it was almost like a lifetime ago now. Or like it just like it's an alternate universe. Everything rent was ever that cheap. So you're, but you're saying this was in rural Ireland. Yeah. Are you still, yeah. are you still renting there or have you moved into a uh, city? No, I, I, I have my own house now. And um, no, I'll be honest with you. I've seen rent now again, like, a thousand euros a month would be kind of to be average enough for a half decent place to live, you know. So it's still not as as high as you'd have in Dublin and like the big cities and stuff. But at the same time, 
that's where a lot of the jobs are nowadays, particularly if you're young, you maybe if you're into tech and stuff like that. So you, you kind of need to be near the population centers. Now, yeah. un, unless you're lucky enough to be able to work from home, then that gives you some bit of leeway, you know. Yeah. Well, Dave... That, sorry, sorry. Um, that's go- another problem as well, you know, with what's going on, I think. There's, there's, there's probably, I don't know, there's probably more people working, but what from my side of the point, there's, there's quite a there's quite a bit of people as well who, who probably can't work because of their conditions, you know, that they have. Whether they're on the disability or the disability payment or they, they, they can't work because they're sick or too old or whatever like and they, they can't get a house, you know, and that that you know, their payment they, they don't have enough funds to, to actually go renting as you know as so you know, as some people can. That's a problem. Dave, what would you say to Colin? Because that's um, a difficult no, my, situation. Honestly, my, my heart goes out to him because no 36-year-old wants to be living at home with mommy and daddy. You know, and I, yeah. I, it must, it must yeah. make me feel like shit sometimes. Genuinely, man. My, my heart goes out to you. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate to be in the situation I'm in. And I can very, very easily be in college situation as well. So I, like, I don't really think it's, it's necessarily, it's, you know, it's the easiest thing in the world to just say, oh, young people nowadays, you know. No. Those those damn millennials are all lazy and you want to live at home with mommy and daddy. I mean, the, if you're, the, if you're the, the Dave, Dave, the smashed avocado toast, if they just gave up the smashed avocado yeah, oh, toast exactly. and, and oh, the coffee, geez, then everything would I, be better. I, I swear to God, that goes through my fucking brain when I hear people saying it. Like, yeah, the reason people can't get home ownership nowadays is because they have Netflix and they eat avocado on yeah. toast and they want, but they, they want to live the average life of a person who lives in 21st century Ireland. You know, the selfish bastards. Like, do you know, I mean, there's people out there paying rent that, like, monthly that they wouldn't pay on a mortgage. And yes, the banks are still saying, no, we, we don't know if you can pay a mortgage. Do you know what I mean? And there, we didn't build houses for 10 years. And the population has increased. I mean, any fucking Egypt could see Language. I know you're angry, thing. Dave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, I know you're angry. We're all angry when yeah. it comes to this. No, but, like, another thing as well, I will say, though, like, I, I caught a bit of the email about him not paying rent. Like, he would want to pull the finger out and start paying a bit of rent. Though. But do you know... You know that's, but, but Dave, um, I, I get it. But look, I come from a, a migrant background. I had a, I have a Greek mum and Italian dad. And I was made stay home until I could actually afford to buy my own place. But as a result, mm. I contributed absolutely nothing to the household. Because know, my on, parents can... wanted me to save. Because rent, rent means you can't save that money. No, that's fair enough, but at the same time, I mean, you can throw a few quid here and a few quid there. You know what I mean? Maybe do the shop in one week or, you know, kind of throw I never a few did pounds it. towards... I never did it. No? Didn't do a thing, no. And my parents wouldn't let me. I, I think my yeah. parents my parents were sort of in this situation as well. Well, if we make her pay rent or if we make her contribute to the um, to, to the bills in the house, she will never leave. So I, I was forced to pay rent since I was 17 years old. You were not. I, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fr- and funny enough, my first job was with my dad, who I was paying my rent to. So he used to knock a few quid off the, off the top of my, um, off my wages for my lodgings, so we'll say. No way. And, and would that rent um, include bills and stuff? Or did you have to pay yeah, for bills no, as well? Just like, no, look, to be fair, it was, like, it, was, it was like 50 quid a week. You know what I mean? And it was just like towards shopping and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, can't, I can't really complain. You know, it's, 
fair is fair. I was making decent money, so I can't. And I think that's a, that's the thing as well. It depends on how much money you're making. But hold the line there, Dave, because Eddie, you think this mother's being selfish? Why? No, I never said that at all. Oh, sorry. What What do you feel? Um, I I'm in the same boat, and I'd say there's no future in this country for young people. Only last month in the paper there in the Irish Times, there was a report on a teacher who'd mm-hmm. done everything right, toward level education, couldn't afford rent in Dublin, has now said, I'll never get on a property ladder, and has moved to Brussels for a better quality of life. And she's done everything right and gone to a toward level education. I mean, and then only there a couple of months ago, a report was released about Ireland being 40% more expensive than anywhere in Europe. And then yesterday, a report about the electric prices come down, yet we're still being charged more than anywhere in Europe. Like, I'm 47, and I'm living in the family home. And I was only over at Liverpool there last week, my mate, and he's gone, how come you're living in your man's house at your age? He's my age. He rents a two-bedroom apartment in Liverpool, twin city of Dublin, pretty much the same size population. Couldn't get any more similar. He's living two kilometres from Liverpool city centre. He's paying 600 quid for a two-bedroom apartment. Like I said, in Dublin, that's two grand. He says, how do you afford that? I said, you don't. You don't. You mean- Simple as that. You don't. Would you, know? would you consider leaving the country? Well, 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 I left here at 18. I was actually the forced to leave my home. And I chased adventure. I went off traveling the world, snowboarding, working in ski resorts. Oh, wow. All they kept, yeah, but I'm paying the price for it now. I didn't have... I had an adventure ahead of me. I didn't have the get on a property ladder ahead. And but I is, came back to Dublin at 35. Now, I consider... I'm part of the problem. I failed myself a bit. I will say that. But did you, Eddie, did you fail yourself for going out and chasing adventure and chasing a life? Like, isn't that what, you know, if you read all the new age books now, that's yeah, yeah, what they that's, tell you to that's do. That's great, Serena, but you can't build a life on memories and good times. You have to have bricks and mortar. You have to put roots down somewhere. And I came back here at 35 because I missed the family and that. And I worked my arse off. I worked 54 to 60 hours a week. And... I still can't afford to rent a property in Dublin, you know. Uh, and uh, you know what Ireland's ticking time bomb is? What's all that? of these people who are in their late 40s, early 40s, who are paying a king's ransom, as Dave said, in rent, who will never get on the property ladder. Yeah. What happens when they get to retirement age and their income falls off a cliff? That's the scary thing as well, because yeah. there's no, you know, there's other countries um, in Europe where people rent for their whole lives, but there's... Um, there's things in place to make sure that you don't lose your home and that you rent, you know. They say in a socialist country you're supposed to spend on average 20% of your wages on rent. Where I live in Clondalkin in Dublin, Mm -hmm. for a two-bedroom apartment, so 500 quid a week, 500 quid a week, then add on your utilities, your electric, you're running your vehicle, I walk in the airport, so up and down the motorway every day, tolls, lunch, that's another 100 quid. I'd have to be coming out with about 900 quid a week to actually be able to live. And the amount of people I know on my road who I grew up with, who are in my situation, still living at home, is unbelievable. A friend of mine actually went on the, uh, he went down to the TDs and that, and he signed on the housing list. And mm-hmm. they actually told him, they said, we'll never home you. Because your cause of the room in your parents' house, your class is adequately housed. If he goes out and has five or six kids, he'll get the war thrown out. And the system is just wrong. And Eddie, I mean, how does that affect you? Your mental terribly, health. Your like, do, confidence shot a bit. Um, <sighs> when I lived in England, I always had a girlfriend. Here now, 
it's embarrassing when you meet a girl to tell them at your age you're still living at home. Do you think they'd it's understand though? Like given given um, that you're not the only, and I, I probably know... would, but I don't I if, I don't like put myself out there because of it. But at the same time, not everyone can have a great job. Somebody has to walk in dorms. Somebody has to walk in retail, security, the warehouse. We all can't have great jobs. But you should be able to work and afford a standard of living and put a roof over your head. And the problem in this country is you can't do that. You cannot do that. And that's a scary thing. But see, all those jobs you mentioned are very important. We learned that over the pandemic. That the yeah. most important jobs are those frontline jobs. A clap. You got a clap at eight o'clock in the evening. Like, you know what I mean? Some yeah. people got a grand bonus. But this is the problem. Like I know people who work in dorms are coming out with less than five hundred quid, and they're expected to rent the property on that and pay other bills on top. This this country is a joke. I have nephews and nieces now, and I'm always drumming it into them. Don't do what I did. Get yourself sorted. I always say to them, from the age of eighteen to twenty-eight are the most important years of your life. Get them right and you have a chance. But Dave, you Dave, know? would you agree with that? Because that actually makes me a bit sad because I think of my, my years from 18 to 28 and I was a bit like Eddie. I was out there chasing adventure and having fun because isn't that, Dave, when you're meant to be going out there and <laughs> living your life and not no, being punished? I mean, to, to be fair, like if you lived in any other country, um, well, like, to be fair, most Western countries are facing this problem or fairly similar ones. No, that's what you should be doing. You should be out living your life. Like it's a kind of a damning indictment of where we live, where you have two choices. You can go out and live your life and come home and be worried about where you're going to be housed for the rest of your life. Or you save like an absolute animal and you pigeonhole yourself into buying a house while you're very young and you spend all of your years where you should be out and enjoying your life yeah. paying off the mortgage. You know, and like any touch on something really important there like not everybody is going to be uh, a surgeon or uh, a tech you know an IT uh, software developer or something like that you need road tweakers you need cleaners you need people who work in shops you like th- these are the things that really keep the machine ticking over really I mean we saw that during the pandemic these were the jobs that kept us all going yeah, on one hand, we're saying, thanks very much, lads. You know, you, you really saved our bacon here during the pandemic. But on the other hand, we're also saying, yeah, but you're probably never going to own a home and you're going to be worried about where you're going to live yeah. for probably the rest of your life. I mean, if I'll be honest, I, I'm very lucky. Like, I, I inherited the family home. You know what I mean? And that's the only way I got onto the property that got her. And really, unless you're on a really, really good job, you inherit a house or you win the lotto. People of my generation... I, I can see that's the only way they're going to. Like, what I've actually seen the rise of in the last few years is people buying mobile homes, and if their parents mm-hmm. have a bit of land, they yeah. put the mobile home behind the parents' house. Well, like, that, that's gotten to a point where a mobile home, like, eight, nine, ten years ago, you would have bought for eight grand, yeah. is now about 16 to 20 grand because they can get it for it. I mean, the house I live in currently at the moment, my parents bought it, um, hold on, probably about 20 three years ago for 70,000 euros. It was, wow. I had to get a value recently and it's now worth 180,000. Wow. How, how do you justify that jump? In such in a value? small, yeah, it's not a big, t- well. It's a, it's a three bed semi, like you'd find in most housing estates up and down the country. It was built 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nothing special. You know, it's, it's my home, but it's, you know, like I, I don't have 
a couple of acres out the back. You know, don't get me wrong, I love where I live. I'm out rural Ireland. It's brilliant. Yeah. But at the same time, walk into any housing estate and you'll see a house just like it. Yeah. Well, um, it, uh, sorry. Um, I have to say, Dave, I heard you talking about, you know, the fact that your parents, you were lucky you, you got the house. I have a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old and we're putting 20, I know it's not much, but 20 euro a month into a bank account for them just because I'm worried about what is going to happen when I they the get same, to an age. I do, the, I do the exact same thing. I have a 13-year-old and a 19-month-old and I'm doing the exact same thing. Any spare few quid, there was a bit of an inherent game there uh, is, is coming soon enough from my yeah. missus and grandmother. That's getting cut clean in half and put into two accounts for the boys when they get older. Yeah. You know, Isn't it terrible though? Like your kid's only seven and you're already thinking like that. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. You know, like I say to my nephew, right, he's 18, and I say to him, Morgan, if you if you get a job, say, for example, five or six hundred quid a week, I said, stay at home, save a hundred quid a week. Over a year, that's 5,200. By the time you're 28, that's 52 grand. If you meet a partner and she's her head screwed on and she goes the same way, that's 104 grand. You're still young and you have a good deposit. And the bigger deposit you have, the less you have to borrow. And I'm always drumming it into him. And any financial articles I see in the paper, I send on to them. I send on to them. Because I came from a generation where my parents didn't give us financial advice. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I try, I don't have kids, but I try to tell all my nephews and nieces, don't end up like me. Trust me, you don't end up like me. And I try to give them. Anytime I see that in the paper, I send it on to them or WhatsApp to them. And they read it, you know? And they're going to have a bit more information. Eddie? You sound like a great uncle. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. It's Serena in for Niall today, and we're talking about the fact that a report came out that said 68% of 25 to 29-year-olds still live at home in Ireland. And off the back of that, we got an email from a mum who said her 28-year-old has moved back in with her and he's moved back in because he's saving for a mortgage and she really wants to help him out. But the problem is that... It's really caused upheaval in her life. And, you know, she's 65. She's been working really hard as a nurse. She's finally retired. She's finally ready to enjoy her life on her terms. And having her son in her house is hard. He's turned into a teenager. He's there leaving his washing. She's doing all the cooking for him. And she doesn't ask him to pay rent because she's worried that if she asks him to pay rent, it's going to keep him there longer and it's not good for him or for her. So the question she's asking is, is it selfish to want him out of the um, out of the home? Oshin, you say it's not selfish of her. Why? She needs to give him a kick up the arse. Really? Ah, oh, literally. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Luckily, I'm, I'm in a situation where I... Hopefully, never had like I'm forty. How many? Forty-eight. I love that when you get to around that age. It's like, yeah, you're. I don't have to think about what it. Age yeah. What age am I? What, what year is this? It doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't. No. <laughs> um, haven't it? Like, no, she does. I mean, look, she's she's yeah. As I rightly say, she wants to be born her life on her terms. Yeah. She wants to enjoy her life. If she's willing to take him back, the least he can do is pick up after himself. He's not a kid yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that that kind of crap happens when you're between the ages of 10, 11, up to about maybe 16, 17, 18, possibly, and you get a bit of cop on. Is that you the, know what I mean? But is that the need... problem, Oshin? I, I you know, think it, yeah. When you go, when you hang around, just think about you when you are around either your cousins, your siblings, or your parents. You end up going back into this, it doesn't matter how old you are, 
40-something, 60-something. I see my dad. He's the youngest in the family. He's 73. When he's around his brothers and sisters, they treat him like a child. Is it really hard to break those roles and create those boundaries? Oh, I know it is. Like, my parents are in their late 70s. Yeah. And even when I go over there, it's like every typical... It's not typical Irish mammy or daddy. I think it'll be Australian, German, French, Spanish. It doesn't matter where you are. It's all of them. It's all of them. <laughs> They've done their life. They've done their work. It's their house. It's their rules. They have worked damn hard to get what they have. Yeah. And I mean, for this guy to come back, okay, understandably, he's had to, but the least he can do is pick up after himself. I mean, like, that's the bit I don't understand. Yeah, set some boundaries. Ba- I understand where you're coming from, but he should have a bit more cop on. Yeah, you set know, some boundaries. Do, do your, yeah, do, actually, thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. Do your washing, clean the floors, hoover once in a while. Yeah. You know, change your bed sheets. I mean, this is stuff that she shouldn't even have to say to. Yeah. Sean, what do you think of this situation? Oh, yeah, they don't have it. Um, shocking. That's why I got to call him. I got to yeah. call him. And for the simple, strange reason is that uh, my son has 40 grand ready to go. His, uh, well, I would, I would say soon to be wife has 40,000 ready to go. So that's the two of them. Mm-hmm. There's the two bank accounts. That's 80,000 euro to put a deposit on a house. Are they still um, living at home? Yes, they are. Well, my son is living with me mm-hmm. and his soon to be wife is living with her mother and father. Mm-hmm. There's 80,000 euros and they were torn down for a mortgage there last week. No uh, way. Jesus. Yes, yes, they were. Yes, they were. And they have two very good jobs. And they were told to come back when you have 140,000. Um, now, here's the thing. This is where I'm getting to. Um, it's shocking. It's shocking what's going on in Ireland. And me, I've been lucky. I have been very lucky. Um, because I am a lot older and I'm on the property market now. This is not their fault. This is not the kids' fault. And you'll always be my kid. He's 22 years of age, by the way. And he'll always be my kid. And he deserves a house in Ireland. Um, the fact of the matter, <coughs> what I'm going to say to you, is the problem here is, and I will say this, and nobody, and I mean nobody's going to like what I'm going about to say, but the rents have gone up. The prices have gone up. The markets have gone mad. Um, and it's because of what's happened. With obviously the banks have a lot to do with this. They really did. The government yeah, have yeah. to do it. Um and with the foreign nationals coming in as well, um there's a shortage of rent land for obviously or uh, you know, um, my, my daughter as well. Um, you know, she she is looking uh, to rent down in Galway. That's not gonna happen because it's all taken up by foreign nationals. Um so she hasn't got a she hasn't got a hope. And if we do, even, even if we do try to get her a place, she's looking at least mega money um, down in Galway. So it's, it's a knockback effect. It's a knockback effect from the government. It's a knockback effect all the way, and it's going to knock into her pockets, all the way down to her families, um, into my... Now, I'm, I'm going to lend them that money. I am. I'm going to give them that money to get them on the property market. But Jesus Christ, it's crazy. It's crazy. But can we bring, like, and okay, I'm taking issue here because I'm one of those foreign nationals. Can we blame the foreign nationals? Like, isn't this a government problem? It's a government problem, but they should have torn the top off 
Yeah, and the, yeah. And, and, and they know. And um, you, you said you're a foreign national. Where are you from? I'm from Australia. Okay. How long are you here? 16 years. You're not oh. a foreign national. I am a foreign national. No, I am. I'm not. I am. I am. I'm a foreign national. I'm not. I'm not Irish. I'm Australian. Oh, so, but my apologies. Oh, sorry. sorry. You, may, you may as well be Irish now at this stage. Well, well no, no, that, that's being nice about it. But she is a foreign national. I am. Oh, no, fair enough. Okay. But the fact about it is, here's the thing. Australia is a big place. And as you know, a lot of rare counterparts have went off to Australia to live different lives. And the yeah. only reason is because Ireland has become sort of a shithole for Irish people. They can't afford property. They can't afford the rent. They can't afford... It's the Irish government's problem. They should have torn the top off a long time ago. Now, you said you're from Australia. Am I right? I am, yeah. yeah. Now, what I love about Australians is, and your Australian government is, you're not going to get into Australia if you have. And if you have a problem... If you have committed a serious crime, you're not getting into your country, which I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, hold on for a minute, caller. If right. you haven't got the proper passports, the proper documents, the whole lot, you're not getting into your country. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Because well, no, we, we also have, you know, that there's other, there's, you know, um, refugees and asylum seekers who can, and I know we have a big problem with the way that the Australian oh, government are treating them over there. I, I won't be able to get into Australia tomorrow with proper documents. No, you need your visas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's the same here. It's, it's no, the same it's here. The <laughs> you it's can't just walk same. off the plane and go, I am going to live in this country. Quite, and quite, quite, a, quite a few oh, have. No. I'll, I'll hold on for a minute, Connor. They are. That's what they're doing. No. I can tell you as a foreign national, I had to go and apply for visas. And, and if you're not, if you're not doing that, it's because you're coming and you're seeking asylum. And that is a completely yeah. different well, issue. But, but this is the problem. They're flooding the country. That's why my son needs the extra money. The, the, the renters need the extra money. This country is only a small island. It's not Australia. This is a small little island. And it can only hold a certain capacity and what's happening now is the crime is getting out of the way like you know you can see there now and um, you know all our little tourists are coming over they're getting attacked they're getting you know it's it's terrible it's terrible what's going on Um, you know um, my daughter can't rent you know it, it's it's a knock-on effect you know all the way all the way down through the health system everything it's all knock-on it's all knock-on to be so, like in, in fairness, to be honest, like I'm proud to be Irish. I 100% am. Mm-hmm. I've been living here 48 years, but I'm embarrassed by the way the country's been run. It's an absolute disgrace. It uh, g- genuinely, I, I, it actually kills me to say that, but that's the honest to God truth. I'm and embarrassed. The funny thing is, every government after every government, I oh, will make it better. We'll do this. We'll yeah, do they that. don't. Yeah, they get the you know they get the four or five years or six years. Yeah, and they, they promise everything under the sun, and nothing happens. Like, you know, um, it, it's just terrible. And, and this country is going to get worse and worse by the month, yeah. by the week. And you know, there we go. There, and I couldn't put it any better than that. Um, it's just, it's gone to a hellhole. Uh, McEntee is saying that the country is going to be safe, and she can walk down a Collins Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's, <laughs> another, she's another idiot. 
Mac yeah, unless un- un- she has like a flag fest on her or something or an anti-stab vest, maybe. Can we just bring this back for a sec? Sorry, back sorry, to the- No, sorry. that's okay. Look, and I, do you know what? I understand everyone's frustration. Everyone yeah. is frustrated because... Everyone just wants to be able to have a place to live. And, you know, we were talking to Eddie there before and he's 47 years of age and he's living at home with his parents. And yeah. it's it's just, it's hard. It's also creating a, a generation of, of um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like they were saying that, you know, with the percentage of young adults living at home, we're infant- infantilising them as well. They're well, not growing up because yeah. I know... As I said, when I go home to Australia, or my mum was here last summer, <laughs> and I can tell you now she was here for three months and I did not lift a finger because I loved getting looked after by my mum. You can't well, help but go back into those roles. And I, I'll be honest, I, I, I couldn't do it. I genuinely, hand on heart, I put my hand on a stack of Bibles and I'm not really religious, but I, I, there's no way i do that. Nope. You wouldn't go home? No, if I did. If I had to go home, I would, but... I wouldn't leave a mess behind me. I'd be mucking in absolutely Oh, that's different, everywhere. yeah. And is that is that the problem? I suppose, like, this mother was talking about, you know, is she selfish? She's not selfish to want her son to actually act like an adult in the house. How do you set boundaries? Sean, you said your son, who's only 22, fair play to him for being able to save that much money. That kind of money, especially 22. You're yeah. not going out and spending it. You're not going out on, on the piss, you know? Um, and I, I missed your name, sorry. What was your name again? Oceane. Sorry. No, no. Um, oh, Serena. Oh, Serena. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, you know what I wanted to ask you, Serena? And, and, and this is not two persons, Serena. You said you, you arrived in Ireland 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. You were arrived at a good time, Serena. And I will say that to you. And I'm sure you know that. Anyway, I didn't, I, I didn't need to tell you that, Serena. Because 16 years ago, if you had bought a property in here, you would have been okay. No, yeah. I arrived yeah. during the Celtic Tiger, and it was messy, and it was expensive, and it was it was not a nice place to be during the Celtic Tiger. I'm going to talk to Kay, who is an Irish Canadian. Kay, are you um, over here from Canada? Hello, Kay. Um, I'm actually, yeah. Oh. yeah. Can you hear me? I can, and I can hear the Canadian accent. Right away. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, um, I'm actually, I'm Irish Canadian. I just got my Irish passport. Congratulations. I'm so proud. Thank you. My grandfather was born in Yall, mm-hmm. and I have tons of family in um, County Clare, uh, Scarif, uh, Swanganini, uh, and then up in Sligo. So, I'm, I'm looking at maybe retiring over there because Canada is getting far too expensive. So are you living here now or are you still living in Canada? No, I still live in Canada. I still live in Canada and I've been looking very closely at comparison, uh, compare, comparing house prices. And, and basically it works out that, that house prices in Ireland are about half of what they are here in Canada now. The average house price in Canada is almost a million dollars Canadian now. Oh, wow. But can I ask a question? Because the same thing is sort of happening in Australia. But the prices that the the salary, the incomes that people are making in Australia are so much more than we're making in Ireland. So is it a bit comparative when you see the salary that people are making? A million is still a lot of money. But are people making a lot of money? Yeah. Well, it used to 
to be that making sixty or seventy thousand dollars Canadian was considered a really good salary. Yeah. But when a mortgage costs you three or uh, three thousand or thirty five hundred dollars a month um, for an average house, you know, and this kind of thing, like people are just crying because the the cost of houses here. Um, and then rentals, of course, is the, the runoff from that. It, it's just, it's crazy. Whereabouts um, in Canada I'm are lucky, you? I, I'm lucky. I live near, I live near Ottawa, which is the, the capital. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm fortunate. I own my house. Like, I don't have a mortgage, but I see what it's doing to people around me. And it's, it's yeah, it's. And is it like over here where you have young adults who should be out exploring the world, like figuring themselves out, not having to sneak, you know, whoever they want, a girl or a boy into home because they're living with their parents, but they're having to because they're back with their parents. Is that the same thing? Yeah, it's same here. Um, I have a niece and nephew who are both in their 30s. Uh, One has children even, and they're pretty much, uh, they are really um, like one lives still lives at home, and the other one lives sort of next door in a house that's owned by her father. Um, so he really supports them now. Like they just they can't do it on their own. The the cost of living is just so high that they can't even begin to think about buying a home. So how is that generation of young people feeling in Canada? Is it are people just as exasperated as we are over here? Absolutely. Absolutely. They are just the, the, the only thing that the, the fortunate part is that a lot of them have a generation still of, of people like myself, like I'm in my 50s, mm-hmm. um, who still have, you know, homes that we own and stuff that at least still have something to kind of fall back on when we when we're six feet under. But you know, that, I mean, in terms of saving up and qualifying for a mortgage these days, I mean, if the average home is like seven, eight, nine hundred thousand, how do you even begin to, no. you know, buy a home? So, so given the fact that you are established over there, you have your own home. I know things are, are difficult over there as they are over here. Would you really consider mm-hmm. giving all of that up and moving over here and starting all over again? given what you're hearing tonight, that, you know, it's not as easy. Well, you know, and I've been following it fairly closely over there just because my interest has been that way for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is as bad as it is over in Ireland, in a lot of areas, like I know fuel and home heating costs are way up, electricity is way up, Um if you take all the other aspects of cost of living into consideration, Canada is just is getting exorbitant here. Like you can't retire here anymore. It's getting to that point where even if you own your your own home, you need to downsize <laughs> if you want to have any hopes of, of of you know maintaining a certain lifestyle. If you know what I mean, and so that's why I'm 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 sort of thinking, okay, well, I can downsize to Ireland, you know, at half the cost. Yeah. And at least that's a lot more sustainable than it is here. Do you know what's frightening, Kay? It, it seems to be that it doesn't matter who you talk to anywhere in the world. I'm having this same conversation we're having tonight with family in <laughs> Australia, with yep. family in Greece, with family in Spain, 
with family in Italy. Like, that's four countries. I've got friends in America and they're all having, like, this seems to be a worldwide problem. Well, obviously not all over the world, but, you know, there's a lot of countries. What do we do differently? I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I mean, when I when I go to the the supermarket and a loaf of bread is you know four dollars, yeah. Um, I, I, you just kind of shake your head, or things that were like have doubled in price in the last year. Like uh, food here is really expensive, very expensive, and it's only getting worse. And, as it is I don't, here. I don't know what you'd be loving to try and, you know, like I grow a lot of things in the garden and try to supplement and try to be as frugal as I can be. But. Yep. <laughs> well, Kate, thank you. It's been so nice to talk to a Canadian um, over here in Ireland. Okay. Thank you for calling in and um, good luck with your move if you do decide to move over here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to have been uh, on the air with you. Thank you, Kate. Fiona, you um, you join us from Ireland. Whereabouts in Ireland are you? Oh, I'm just from down in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still love that accent, though. Yeah, so. <laughs> in the middle of the crisis down here as well. How are things know. there? It's the same for everybody. It's just very disheartening. It's it's like when I was listening there to that lady's email earlier. Like, yeah, you'd be feeling guilty. But guilty because you thought you were going to get a life at a certain age. Yeah. You know, that you could put your feet up mm-hmm. and watch your kids go off and help them to get a home. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, if you want to help them to get a home, you have to give them your home. And that's that's the thing. Like, I, I have to say, one of the things that's frustrating me, it's, you know, all these people going, well, you know, you don't need the home anymore with the three bedrooms. You need to actually give that up so someone else can take it. But what people aren't understanding is it's not just bricks and mortar. That is yeah. your home. Uh-huh. And you're being asked to just, just go to an apartment. There's yeah. more to – it's not a house. It's a home, isn't it? it? Absolutely. And to be honest, I like. I don't know how anybody else feels, but I feel, especially here in Cork, it's like as if we're being pushed towards um, a European city. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean? The characters, the characters be, yeah, the characters being taken away. It's all one-bedroom departments are going mm-hmm. up all around my area. Um, I bought my home when it was affordable to buy a home. Yeah. My wages hasn't gone up as much as the rent on the property has gone up. I'm one of the lucky people. I bought my house. You know, I'm heading into my next big birthday. will be 60. Congratulations. So I'm there. <laughs> but I'm lucky. I'm in that line. That I'm still f- struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm still working full time. And I look and I think, how are people paying rent and mortgage? Yeah. Yeah. And then can you... Like, then can you imagine, I, I suppose you understand totally where our listener is coming from because, you know, she she's now, as you said, she's 65. She, she's been working her whole life yeah. and she is now wanting a life of her own. Can you understand why she wants to help her son but also wants him out of the house? But being a mother as well, right, you mm-hmm. really want your son to go into a wonderful man. And there has been some lovely men speaking there tonight, I have to say. Haven't there? There has been lovely, lovely speakers there tonight. It's a pity we can't get those last into the dial. Yeah. But 
outside of that, a lot of them, their confidence has been taken away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, their manlyhood has been taken away because they can't do it. It's it's not possible. It's not possible on their wages. It's not possible because the properties aren't out there. There's numerous things, but as I said, it's been pushed. I think Ireland, anyway, in general, is being pushed towards this big, oh, yeah, European city. But the poor Irish people, we're all being squashed to death. Yeah, um, uh, we're being squashed to death inside in our own homes. Fiona, can you hold there for a sec? Because Jess is joining the conversation. Jess, how do you feel about all of this? Um, I think it's absolutely disgrace. Um, like you see, there, there's a couple in Cavan, and they built a house. No, they built it without planning permission. But now the council wants to knock it down, and it's going to cost three hundred fifty thousand to knock it down, and they're going to have to rehouse them. Absolutely ridiculous. But then trying to get planning anywhere, like if, if you have a bit of land anywhere and you want, say, say your son or daughter to put a house beside you, um, the planning procedures are just outrageous. The, the, like, the things you have to go through to get planning and then most times they're refused. That's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I know just that uh, regula- regulations are in there for a reason, but it does sound ridiculous when someone has built, okay, without the the planning permission, but surely there's a way around it that isn't, let's knock it down and start all over again. How does that help the situation? Exactly, like there's a, house, there's a shortage of housing and the fine house now, don't get me wrong, the fine house, but the, what they're saying now is, knock the house down, put the family out of the house and put them on the housing list. But the shortage of housing, absolutely ridiculous. And you can then understand why they're going back to live with mum and dad. How are you feeling about this this listener who's emailed in and said, I want it, she, and look, there's no doubt about it, she wants to help her son, but she's just torn. Well, she can only do so much, like, and, like, if, if, if every parent helps their, their, their son, daughter, or whoever it is, um, the government will do nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if everybody was to see, but like, then there'd be no housing crisis. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you can go and stay with that person. You can go and stay with that person. You don't need a house. You just stay with them. Well, like, everybody's entitled to have a house, like. And we well, just put obstacles in the way all the time. And we've been speaking a lot about the mental health of young people and what it does to it uh, does to them this situation. But I don't think tonight we've really acknowledged the mental health of the older parents. Like exactly, like you have a son, daughter, and like they're out walking their butts off, trying to save, get a house, and maybe get planning on a site next to you. And you go through and you spend, say, €5,000 paying the council for, to get the planning sorted and then refuse planning. It's, yeah. just, it's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Fiona, what, what do you think about that? You, you spoke... I, I get what the gentleman is saying. I have two, two family members, no building at the moment. And, yeah, lots of obstacles in their way. And, yeah, the planning permission and the extras and the pluses. Yeah. You know, it's not been easy, but the land was there with my mother. So... Um, but again, they're finding it hard, oh, you know. I've had um, a texter in who says, um, talking about the email that we received there, the mother might reap what you sow when she gets illness with old age. Will she expect her son to come back to support and help her? Is that fair on the mum? No, that is not absolutely no, no. fair on the mum. 
because I wouldn't be expecting mine to come back in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be holding my breath. But you no, know, so like, surely be God in between then and we get Alzheimer's, we're enticed to just, can we put our feet up there just for maybe 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we're asking, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, enjoy the grandchildren. Oh, yeah, bring them down. Absolutely bring them home. Lovely. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? That's the best thing. Are you a grandmother, Fiona? I am. I have two wonderful grandchildren. And I have. Is that the best thing about being a grandmother? The fact that you get to hand them back and you don't have to chastise them and all of that Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. And when you <laughs> have them, you have a one on one with them and they love their time down with me. And it's grand then, as I say, to bring them back. Yeah, and, and Jeff, did you say definitely? Are you a granddad as well? I am indeed. And how do you find that whole experience? I love holding them in the arms, but I also love holding, giving them back. <laughs> <laughs> they are brilliant, but it's nice to give them back as well. Yeah. And are there many arguments with your children, Jeff, who were just like, you're letting your grandchild do that and I was never even allowed to do anything? Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.